0: SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand.
1: It changes your life.
0: Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast.
1: Still 100 degrees outside, but according to our local coffee joints, it's fall because the pumpkin spice lineup's already out. We're talking with Mark Hall from Casting Crowns today at SOS Radio. At least you get more than one fall color where you live, Mark. <laughs> it pretty hot, bro. Yeah, it's, we get one fall color in Nevada. It's brown.
0: so do the ladies still i mean are they still hardcore like we're gonna do fall colors we're changing the colors we're doing the pumpkin spice are you eating candy corn are you doing all the things
1: oh you know i'm doing all the things but my kids just started back up in school it's still like triple digits outside so oh my goodness
0: man candy corn is my jam i think i'm the only one left eating it so i just make sure every fall that i eat enough of it to create a demand for them to make more
1: i feel like people need to stop saying that candy corn is the worst candy out there because black licorice does exist mark
0: Yes, it does. You get over in Denmark, man, they give licorice a whole new name. That stuff will hurt your feelings. (laughs) Candy corn, the fun thing is I love it, but then about halfway through the bag you start going, okay, i got to make better decisions in my life. I need to start thinking things out.
1: (laughs) So you were going to call in a little bit earlier this morning, but you actually had something kind of important come up today, huh?
0: I did. My son, John Michael, he's my bass player in Crowns, he and his wife, Noel, they had a baby in the middle of the evening. And so John Lincoln is in the house. So I'm now a papa.
1: Papa Mark Hall from Casting Crowns on the phone on SWS Radio. That's what's up. So have you, have you met him yet? No, I'm on
0: the way. I was waiting because she had to run over to the hospital and get a few things you know, worked out. I didn't want to meet John Lincoln without John Michael there. So uh, I'm waiting until they get back. But I just found out I'm about to go to the hospital and pick him up. So...
1: Man, I am stoked. It's like the safest driving you ever do when your grandson's in the car. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Tell me about it. I don't even know. I remember when when they put John Michael, he's my first. I couldn't believe it. It was like they handed the baby to us and said, okay, you can go home. I'm like, wait a minute. Are y'all coming with us? What are we supposed to do? (laughs) We have a person with us now that we have to care for.
1: Can You give me like a PDF of instructions on my phone. Do I download the terms and conditions here. Do I have to like approve something?
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, I can't believe y'all are trusting us with this kid right now.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Just in time to head out on tour and go do some concerts. You
0: know it, man. Now Kane, Madison and Jordan just had their babies. Did they both? Madison had her baby about three weeks ago and Jordan had her baby about a week ago. So it's going to be
1: a loud tour. It's going to be great. Yeah. You're
0: going to see some tired eyes on the stage.
1: (laughs) Saturday, September the 24th, you're going to be in Phoenix. On the 25th, you're going to be in Anaheim. On the 26th, you're going to be in Henderson. And the 29th, you're going to be in Boise through a lot of our SOS cities. So you call this the Healer Tour. That's right. Obviously, Mark, you went through a battle where you had to think like, okay, cancer. Oh, it's one of those words we don't want to talk about. And you yeah. to have a kidney removed, and I guess that gives you a whole different understanding of how God embraces healing, huh?
0: Man, it really did. Because when, you know, I've been a youth pastor since I was 20. It's been a long time. And I've walked through that storm with other families and other people, you know, and prayed through it and walked through it. But man, when the doctor says the C word to you, man, that's the only website. Uh, it really kind of shook me a little bit. And it didn't. Shake me in the ways that I thought it was. It's like, I, I didn't go through this anger thing or any of that. I was just like, how am I going to get my kids through this? Like, how, how am I going to do this? And so I guess it's a guy thing. Like, how am I going to fix this? So it really shook me up to the point that I didn't want to tell them. Like, I don't think I want them to know, you know, I'm going to just figure out how to do this. And, you know, all my genius plans, you know, I didn't want my church to know. I didn't want anybody to know. I was like, I was going to do this. And at the time I didn't know it was pride. I just thought <laughs> I was, I was thinking this through and man, I really had to let people in And I had to be weak, you know, and need people. I learned that as a believer, I'm a giver. I'm all about supporting other people, but I don't receive it very well. And God had to teach me how to receive love, like from the church and from people. Because when people are trying to comfort you, you have cancer, man, they don't know what to say. So they say the most awkward things ever, you know? And so I was like, I don't want that, you know, I don't want anybody trying to slap me high five and say, Hey, God's got this, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, but in the middle of it, I just saw, this is how people love, man. They don't know what to say, but they're here. And it really taught me a lot uh, just about the church and how much we need each other. You know, we've been separated for a while, you know, home and, and shut in and closed up. And some of us have even gotten used to not being at church, but as good as online church might be, and we need people that know us, we need a pastor that actually knows us and prays for us and calls us out every once in a while.
1: I know these last couple of years have changed a lot with our churches, and at least it's even changed Christian's response to being involved in church. And as someone who's worked as a youth pastor since you were 20 years old, I mean, what do you suggest for parents when their kids aren't really all that interested in being involved in youth groups? It's like, hey, how do we get them excited?
0: Well, you know, one of the first things I say, as lighthearted as possible, I had a lady say, can you just talk to Billy? He just didn't, he didn't want to come. And I just don't know what to do. And I said, well, I guess the first thing is just put him in the car. He lives at your house. You know, I don't, my kids didn't say, I don't feel like going to school today. I don't really agree with the history class. You know, I was like, well, you're going. So we'll, we'll talk about it when you get out. I mean, as long as you're a mom and dad, you're in charge. You can still do that. And you can fight for it. You know, and I, I've had plenty of parents standing in church telling me, well, I just don't want to push him because my parents, you know, made me go to church when I was a kid. I'm like, and we're standing here in church now talking about it. So apparently some of it stuck because you're still here. (laughs) You know, I I think we don't have to sell the church to our kids. Like this is where we go. This is what we do. And they're not going to be as cool as YouTube and they're not going to be all this. They're not going to entertain you, but we're just going to hear some truth. And the point with a kid is to, Plant it in their mind enough to where it's there so when they are ready and they are out there in a dark place, they remember what was planted into them. You know, I don't think an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old is going to turn away from a life of crime. You know, they're just bored because the stories are slow. But if they hear that story long enough, it plants that seed in their mind of Jesus is real and you're going to see it one day. And this is what you need to do when, when you get there. And that's worth the fight, man. That's worth getting them in the car and getting them there.
1: Yeah, and if we don't disciple our kids, well, guess what? Everything Nobody. in our world is programmed to disciple our kids. Disney Plus is discipling our kids. History Class Nobody is discipling is our kids.
0: Kid, Nobody else is fighting for your kids. It's just you. And your 11-year-old may not need a smartphone. You know, I know everybody else has got them, but you're the only one fighting for your kid. All the stuff that you were tempted to look at when you're a teenager is in their pocket now. So there's a lot of things going into their mind uh, that we got to be fighting for. We got to be careful of. And there's always a fear of being the overprotective parent. But I don't know, man. I think we're the ones. We're the guards at the gate.
1: We're talking with Mark Hall from Casting Crowns, and they're coming through at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson Monday, the 26th of September, and they're going to be in Southern California on the 25th, Phoenix on the 24th. Hey, Mark, we will see you there. Looking forward to it, buddy.
0: Man, I can't wait, bro. We'll see you guys there. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through sosradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.